Hi, I'm Keeper Chad with the Miskatonic University podcast, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey, welcome everybody. We're uh, set up for part two of the Wayward Shepherdess tonight. Uh, this may turn into a little bit of a mini campaign here. We were discussing pre, uh, you know, pre on air recording. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Oscar. I'll let him take it away. I'll give us a re recap and uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do today. Okay. Uh, in part one of the Wayward Shepherdess, our, our heroes, a much older finder. A in his prime centurion and a retired gladiator turned bodyguard um, were enjoying some time off in Rome when they were contacted by a patron of theirs, the old man, General Cornelius uh, Nausicaa, who one of his uh, clients had brought in something strange and was requesting an investigation. When the investigate, when our heroes uh, examined what was brought in, they found it was a severely deformed child. And his deformities could only be described as uh, that of a cider. It looked like a young newborn cider. Cider, fawn, however you want to call it. <clears throat> so they decided, well, this village definitely needs to be investigated. Uh, they were told that this was born to a shepherdess who had gone missing and had come back um, inexplicably pregnant. She never pointed who the father was, even though some people came forward offering to marry her. Um, she died in childbirth, and they were told that the child was born stillborn. But through their examination of the body, they learned that it was likely drowned after birth. They had the body cremated, brought up to with them to Radia, uh, which is modern-day Switzerland. Um, it rained the entire trip up there. So it was a miserable trip. They get there. Everybody's really happy that they're here because they're afraid the village is cursed. They speak to the midwives who were present. And the older midwife was very good at keeping her mouth shut. And they kind of sensed weakness in the younger midwife, who was good friends with the deceased woman. When they got her alone, they were easily able to get information out of her, learning that the young shepherdess, as she was dying, begged for the life of her child and, uh, you know, and died. And then when the baby was born, she confirmed that, yes, it was born alive. And yes, um, on uh, the orders of their patron, they did, in fact, drown it. Um, while searching the domicile of the shepherdess, who had given up being a shepherdess and was learning cheese making, they found two very strange items of jewelry. Um, I believe a tiara and a bracer. Um, and it was of a strange metal that they couldn't identify. It was very artistic. And it had lettering that uh, they only identified through their knowledge of the mythos. Um, and that lettering was Hyperborean. At that point, they decided, though, she also had a lot of magical charms. 
that she probably couldn't have afforded in her hut that someone was trying to protect her from from evil so they found out that it was provided by the uh the local uh magus the local um you know practitioner of magic they visit him and they have a naive you know brings them in and has a nice long chat about uh about ancient legends in the area and they learn that this is not the first time a strange cider child was born to the village that it apparently happened several hundred years ago to a red-headed shepherdess who had similarly uh, claimed to have been ravaged by a wild man while in the mountains with her flocks um she left the she left the village before the baby was born, but years later, people would spot a redheaded satyr playing songs of the village, like folk songs of the village, on his pipes. Um, the magist said that he never warned anyone to stay off the mountain because people pretty much stayed off the mountain anyway, and if he warned them it was dangerous, he thought some jackass would go check it out uh, just because. But he knew that the northern mountains, that there were um, there were things out there that you shouldn't uh, go poking at. He claimed that there was a hidden valley where it was always springtime. That was a very dangerous place, um, hidden in the mountains north of the town. Again, he didn't tell anybody else because he thought they'd go looking for it. When they asked him if they thought the village was cursed or if there were any other threats, he was pretty sure that now with the baby dead and and you know, it probably wasn't going to happen. And as long as people just stayed out of the area, it would all probably blow over. Whereupon a group of beast hunters showed up in village with nets and uh, a cage on a cart and some spearmen. And uh, they were the talk of the town. So apparently there are some high profile hunters in town. They also learned that the um, the messenger was kind of a gossip and may have spread the story of the cider baby all the way from Switzerland to Rome. And that's where we left off. <laughs> did, I, did I miss anything important, team? I think that sums it up. I have a couple of artifacts that we did not show to the weird man. Yeah, the circlet and the, and the, and the uh, was it a ring? He has a, a ring? he has a name, you know. What is his name? Matthias. Yeah. Matthias. Matthias, yes. <laughs> I didn't remember. <laughs> so, so I'm like, because of Dave, you know, I'm like, what is Well this played. Name? Well played. <laughs> I took notes. <laughs> I, did, I do have it written down. <laughs> so I, I think as, as we ended and saw the, the beast cage and all the other stuff, Lucius would, would, would turn to the other two, you know, if, assuming no one was right around. You'd be like, this this presents a, a wrinkle that we don't need. I thought maybe if we went up, it would be possible perhaps to speak to the redheaded satyr uh, if he's involved. He's Maybe his mother taught him, obviously, some of his history. If he played uh, tunes from the village, he may be amenable to... You know, either closing the gate or at least instructing maybe his fellows to not venture as as far as the village. But but this is just going to stir up a nest of asps, as it were. Mm. These messenger guys, they got big mouths. Got to learn how to close them. Yeah, well, we might be able to help him with that. 
<laughs> Close the gate of his face. The other thing uh, dawned on me as, as we were speaking with Matthias that uh, he apparently is like 300 years old. Yes, well, it's hard to say. It's, uh, I know uh, someone like that in his position selling wares such as he does. Uh, on one hand, it's good advertisement, uh, good uh, kind of reputation to spread rumors, myths around himself. On the other hand, I think you and I both know he could be telling the truth. Indeed. Could be that good mountaineer. We don't know if he's a Dread Pirate Roberts or the Dread Pirate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, well, you know that it, it could go either way in this game. It's yeah. not inconceivable. Yeah. All we got is his word that he's that old. And... Yes, and uh, so I think he has motivation to not be telling you the truth, but I think we keep our minds open uh, to the possibility. Do you think it's better than I do? Yeah, well, we 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 tend to fumble along in the dark a little bit more than we actually have a serious plan. Uh, well, there, there's just so much darkness. <laughs> Do you think it would be wise to show Matthias the uh, relics or artifacts that we found? Do you think that he may be, if indeed he is 300 years old, he may be familiar with the script, he may be able to translate it or or tell us at least what they are? Indeed. I believe only one has script. That right? One of them actually has lettering. The other one is uh, filigree decoration, okay. it seems. Uh, yes, well, yes, well, it would serve a couple of purposes. One is that we will then have more evidence on which to build a case for him being 400 years old if he's turns out to be uh, accurate. Sounds like a good plan to me, boss. If he does turn out to be as old as he claims... Uh, does this present a secondary problem for us to have to eradicate? Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, I don't think that... W I don't know what your experience is. We really haven't chatted that much about uh, specific, specific things that we've seen, but uh, I don't think that just because he may be older than... Uh, then seems possible that he would be on the wrong side of the War of Shadows. Okay, well, I will defer to your judgment, uh, to, to the wisdom of your years. <laughs> well, apparently I have not as many as I could have. <laughs> that is true. That is true. On the other hand, get some lessons from this guy. Let's see what happens. Yes, I agree. Yes, I, I think we should. I, uh, should we go together, or should I go alone and have you uh, outside? What do you? You think? ain't talking to a wizard without me, there, boss. All right, all right. I, I think Tertius is correct in that. If he, uh, if his intentions are less than pure, I fear he may overpower you and take the artifacts. Fair enough. Uh, do we all want to go, or would you like to stand outside and make sure there aren't any hunters about? 
for example. Or maybe you could ask questions that your experience is valuable here, and it's not the same as my own. Uh, I, I, I feel like this is, falls under more of your expertise than, than mine. I could head into town, wander about town, and see if, uh, if the, uh, the hunters have disseminated any information about where they may be, although I feel like we already know that. Find out where their lodgings are. Uh, just try to turn up any information that I can find. I do think that if, of all of us, uh, you would be the right person to speak with the hunters. From my experience in the arena, these guys who collect animals for the matches, stone cold crazy. Okay. Be careful around them. Well, maybe you should go too, and I should uh, take a nap uh, <clears throat> when we do that. But please, let's um, let's go now and ask about these artifacts. Sounds good. Okay, boss. so you all go back into Matthias. I mean, literally, you were walking out, had a conversation <laughs> in the thing. street, and then it came right back in. And he said, "Something else, young man." Pulling a Columbo. Just says, just one more thing. Uh, I wondered if you might shed some light on a couple of items that we've discovered. I'll just go ahead and show them. Oh, um, please come in and close the door. And he, he draws the shutters on his, his domicile. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one slave he, he owns that is working in the kitchen he says, um, I think that, you know, I think that we'd like some flowers with dinner. Why don't you go spend the rest of the afternoon gathering them? And, you know, the young slave girl is like, oh, you know, thank you, Master. I'll, I'll, you know, she goes out and he says, so what have we here? And he looks over and he says, these are, these are from the ancient empire. The ancient empire you spoke of before. Yes, these things used to turn up. A lot more. Uh, luckily, they don't turn up that often now. You've not seen them before. Oh, I know. I've seen them. Not these in particular. No. Ah. I've seen similar things. They. They. You haven't put them on, have you? No, not at not at all. It. It could be dangerous. Um, these things. Um, they carry powerful enchantments quite often. I see. And there's some kind of writing here. Do you see it? These runes? I do. I think that it it would be best if perhaps you'd left these with me. Oh, goodness. Why do you say that? I'm going to immediately body language read him with my insight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an insight roll as well. Oh, zero, zero. Oh, come on, Chad. Let me just show you. 94. (laughs) Okay. The the two of you guys are staring at him, and you guys can't read him, but the the bodyguard gets the message. He's looking at you like a a toddler who just found out the magical power of a switchblade. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Um, his his intention is this could be dangerous, and they probably don't know what they're doing. Guys, wizard here is serious. He says that can be dangerous, and um, yeah, I would be very cautious carrying them around. 
What is, uh, why do you say that? Does it draw attention or uh, uh, from those who might have affinity with them? Or is it, uh, is it the properties of wearing them? That make, a luck, make a luck roll. I don't know that's hard for you, but you're the one who has <laughs> the oh, funny. That's funny. Uh, that is a 36. I am sure that's a failure. <laughs> yep. He says that they they sometimes can be homed in on by the owner. It's not unheard of. He says, but this one in particular, he says this is a, this is a ceremonial item, which means that it's likely part of a temple's treasury. I see. And do you believe they the have gods? The, the gods, the ancient, the gods of the ancient kingdom, were not our gods. These were the ancient gods, the dark gods, the 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 old gods. And this is of their; these items are derived from their power. The temple where this one came from is the temple of an old god. Actually, and he looks a little closer. Goddess, is this? Do you believe this temple to be somewhere in the area? I've never heard tell of a temple of the old of the ancient kingdom in the area, but then again, there hasn't been an encounter with the ciders in three hundred years. Well, until this year, if she had them in her possession, why? How? She obviously got somewhere and came back with them. It's a pity we can't speak with her. Are, are these mere baubles, or do they have properties that we should uh, be aware of? There's no way of telling. Well, there is a way of telling. <laughs> yes, oh, thank you. But I'm not going to try them on. And these runes don't tell us anything about what might happen. No. Uh, my knowledge of the language of the ancient kingdom is, is dim at best. <laughs> um, perhaps... One, there are there are mighty scholars who could decipher these much better than I. Scholars uh, in the area, anyone you know? Oh no, I I would say Alexandria, Mm. uh, Athens, yes, yes, uh, Antioch, the the places east. Yes, no smattering. Uh, of the of the ancient language, but but you say there's a goddess. Do you, can you tell us the name of this goddess? He appears very uneasy. So do I. Any any, <laughs> I I dare not speak her name. And you would do well not to ask. Fair enough. Are there any tales that? Uh, no, nobody's gonna make a persuade check. Sheesh, guys, <laughs> give it up so easy. <laughs> I'm giving you opportunities to check some boxes, guys. <laughs> but so, 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 if somebody wants to do that, but, but so then he would, he would, uh, Lucius would just break in and, and say, uh, you know, are there any tales of the satyrs, you know, in in legion with these uh, ancient gods, these dark gods? They're usually found near her old temples. What connection there could be, I do not know. But I fear that there is one. This goddess, if she 
associated with the Earth and the spaces underneath it at all. Because remember, guys, when that messenger brought us the story, told us uh, a girl took refuge in a cave during the storm. No, she is not a goddess. She is not Gaia. She is not the goddess of the Earth. Not this Earth, anyway. Not any Earth. Hmm. How can I put this? All that we are, all that we see, all that is tangible, all that is real around us, um, that is that is the in, that is within, that is within this sphere of reality. This goddess, this goddess is from without. I fear we will not be able to proceed uh, if you cannot provide us with more information as to who this is. We we delve into dark matters, and to go forewarned would be to be forearmed. Persuade. <laughs> Persuade? That is a persuasive argument. You're, you're putting your doom on him. Oh, 15. All right. Let's see. <laughs> oh, shit. I rolled a 19. Damn it. Come on. Spend some luck. I'll it spend does, luck. It I'll does spend seem luck. like there's some luck points. Yeah, yeah I'll spend All right. Luck. He says, I tell you this at your own peril, and I am not responsible for what happens by giving you this knowledge. Do you understand? We do. Yeah, sure. This goddess is still widely worshipped in the Empire. She's been worshipped by many names. Uh, many who claim to worship the Magnamator also, also worship her. Um, she is the goddess of life and death and birth and unmaking of 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 creation and destruction of of decay and growth she is the black goat of the woods with a thousand young she is she is powerful in germania and he says that you know her name is is shub niggeroth does this ring a bell to make some sort of not like a cthulhu mythos what the hell i'm doing it not even close. Nope, not even close. Okay. So you guys have never heard of this dark and dangerous goddess, goddess of the of the outside. So Lucius just turns a, a quizzical eye uh, to Salvius. This name does not sound familiar to me. To you? No, I give a little little shake of my head. No, I'm afraid not. He says, and I will tell you something else. Something possibly positive about these items in return for your promise that uh, I share in the outcome. Hmm. <laughs> the outcome might not be very well for us. You must know this. Well, you don't know what I'm about to say now, do you? <laughs> he, he just like, he waves his hand in front of him. <laughs> like proceed. He says, there are men in the empire who would pay tens of thousands of stasterci for these items. Uh, that shepherdess had a king's ransom in her hovel. I don't know if she knew the, their value, but she could have lived like an empress. Well, for a few years anyway. Oh, boy. Uh, but uh, you He's understand. Like, I can give you some names. And I would only require 10% of the net profit of the sale. Uh, but I, we, do, we have never intended to sell them, I'm afraid. 
<laughs> then you can give them to me. <laughs> and he laughs. And he says, look, if you're not going to sell them, please, well, just take caution if you try and use them. There's no I'm way of telling what they, that what they do. whole spiel of his. Uh, 48, success. He's actually not lying. He, he would love for you guys to sell him and cut him in for 10. Um, he that is nervous about trust level about 40 points <laughs> yeah yeah if these things speaking out of character if these things are so dangerous yeah why would you like, agree to have them sold to some strange names oh you know what though mm, bookmark let's talk later <laughs> <laughs> well I, you have my bond that uh, as long as these are in my possession if i were to sell them on some market that you would absolutely get 10% and i would fight life and limb to get back to you and give you this money but that is not the intention uh understood and he says you seem like good good boys um i'm not sure where your path will lead but i i fear for this village and the people in it i believe this that one shepherdess has kicked open a hornet's nest we would like to seal the nest of hornets if possible is there any way that you know that this door could be closed should we find it no um i've never seen it i know nothing about it if you were to just find it and describe it to me i might have some idea I can uh, I can consult with some of my brethren, send out a few letters to see if uh, anyone within a few days' ride that I am aware of may know some charm or ritual to close uh, to close a passageway. So, with your permission, I will send out send those off. Yes, I. I yeah, it sounds good to me, but I, I, I wonder if you have concern as I do that the word of this is spreading and that uh, we see strangers in, in the village. Um, there is a saying in my work that the, the number of people who know a secret, the chance for it to escape is the square of the number of people who know it. And Well, I think that that is a... That's a, that's a done deal. It's already been too far too widely shared. Indeed. Uh, do you know Sempronius? He was the messenger that was sent. Does he, does he seem like he would be a trustworthy man? Are any men truly trustworthy? <laughs> well, you got a I point am. there. Your, your point is well taken. He says everyone is trustworthy until they aren't. You put a man's back against the wall, you see what he's made of. Or you dangle enough gold in front of him. I'm thinking it's the latter. Mm -hmm. Well, if I could give you a piece of advice, if you wish to close a door, the longer it's open, the more people can pass through it. Yes. Well, it seems as if we have our work cut out for us then. Yes, indeed. A path clears before us. If we can describe the gate, uh, assuming that we can find it, could you possibly uh, create a, a ward or a charm that we could 
place over it? Until you describe it, I couldn't give you an answer to that. Um, it may be something I'm familiar with. It most likely is not. I, I'm just a simple hedge wizard. Oh, sure. Now, Lucius cracks a grin. Okay. Well, I feel like I should ask. Anything else for him? I don't think no. so. We could ask him about his age, but I don't think. <laughs> I think maybe plausible deniability is better at this point. Mm-hmm. As they're as they're walking out, he like crisply turns on his heel, and he says, uh, "What of Costa? What do you have to say about the man?" Costa means well. He's, <laughs> he's better than most. Just ruler in his lands. I would say just and generous. Hmm. Uh, A rare combination, indeed. Even even handed with those in his charge. I've seen much crueler men. I've seen braver ones. Hmm. That is no surprise. We appreciate your help. All right. and, And I appreciate yours. Best of luck to you three. Thanks. And to you. I believe we'll be maybe speaking again. Once we find out more, and we leave. Okay. To go where? I think the next step is for Lucius and I to go take a look at those uh, beast hunters. They are no longer in the village. Yeah, I assume they were gone. Uh, Lucius would uh, stroll up to their wagon or cart or whatever they have to see if there's any sort of like stamp or branding. You know, if these guys have like. You know, anytime they come through town, it's like, hey, we're the, you know, whatever crew come to secure, you know, whatever it is that they can find. Like, there's some sort of, you know, like branding on their thing. Um, no, actually, they don't have like a company name or brand or, you know, they're not like a mercenary company. You're sure that they are like a private, you know, like a private group, but they're not advertising who they are. Okay. That, I guess that probably kind of makes sense. <laughs> Should we head to the inn to see if these hunters have checked in? Maybe we can uh, glean some information there, maybe who they are. Worth a try. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might as well find out what they know so that possibly we could contain it and sort out and you guys are hungry it's it's been it's lunchtime so mm-hmm. you could definitely uh do with uh some bread and cheese or maybe a bowl of soup mm-hmm. you know grab a light lunch so you you go to the inn and you find out that they have uh they've left the the wagon with the cage here and uh some of their porters oh um and, you know, while you're getting lunch, you, you make some small talk and you find out that, yes, they are actually from Rome. Uh, they've come here to uh, do some hunting for uh, for some animals. Came up here looking for bears, huh? I always heard the ration bears are the biggest. They said, yes, they, they were hunting bears, but most people in the bar thought that they weren't hunting bears because they snickered when they said it. I roll up my sleeve. If they're they're hunting bears, you know, I'm I'm the king of the Jews. Did they they leave? Did they say who they were? No, they just said that they were hunters uh, from Rome. Okay. 
Do you often get uh, hunters from Rome? Never. Hmm. It's never happened. Because, uh, you know, the, the barmaid, you know, the, the woman serving you said, I've been, you know, I've been serving food and drink in this tavern uh, for 15 years and it's never happened. Not particularly good uh, hunting grounds. No, it's all pasture land. Yeah. You know, our dogs keep the wolves at bay. So we don't even have wolves, let alone bears in the area. Yeah, shit. I mean, we know why we're, we know what's happening. So, oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. And, and they're playing things close to the vest, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think the move is to get our um, guide to take us up there. So we can spot the place. Are or, any of the porters hanging out in this tavern, or are they out guarding the, uh, the wagon? They're out guarding the wagon. They've got a tent set up. They're not. They didn't pay for a room for them to stay. I mean, if you guys want, we could uh, go out and have a few words with the uh, porters. <laughs> whoa, whoa! The porters <laughs> are just like the guys who carry their crap. Well, the but, yeah, maybe they could tell us who. Uh, Whose crap they're carrying. I, I agree with that, but easy with the fists there. <laughs> your your methods I'm not I'm not so sure about. <laughs> maybe maybe we use words first. Uh, I I agree I agree with both of you in, in kind. Uh, if if we go out and and talk to the porters, we put ourselves on their radar when the hunters come back is the only thing that I, I worry about. They may or may not know we are here or who we are. If we make our presence known, it may complicate things when we return. Um, so you're saying don't, uh, don't make too much of a fuss. I, I, don't, I don't mind the idea. Well, maybe... Um, I just raised the question. Perhaps Yavalenus could uh, have a word. It seems uh, maybe just uh, have, you know, rather than all of us approaching them. Yes, as, as a former gladiator, uh, you would have, uh, you know, at least nominal thing in common. I mean, you've, I'm sure, fought wild animals, and they procure wild animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh, give them the chit-chat. Sounds good. Okay, so why don't you go over? First off, what I want you to do is roll your infamy. All right. Roll my infamy. Uh, ought four. Nice. Hot tonight. They actually have heard of you. I'm like showing them the scars um, I got from fighting bears. Um, (laughs) basically, they don't. It's like you know they they remember you as a retired gladiator, and they're like, oh, you haven't been in the ring, and what are you doing now? I took a cushy job, uh, you know, watching a grain collector's back, you know. Food on the table without uh, without getting a bear claw to the head again. It's good to hear that you're uh, that you're doing well. A lot of us thought you'd be dead by now. Yeah, me too. So, uh, who's uh, who's car? Anybody I uh, whose menagerie I might have fought? Um, yes, they they say that. Um, well, we're not allowed to really discuss, but uh, this one comes from pretty high up. Hmm. So you'd need to make a roll. Infamous again, or persuade? 
Yeah, persuade to do it. Okay. Uh, no, and I am not spending... I don't have enough luck to spend to uh, make that a success. So I do not get the uh, information. Right. Um, they Their reluctance to to tell you speaks a lot about who they might be working for. Insight roll to... Uh... Go ahead. Oh, crap. Uh, six. So, yeah, that's a uh, critical success. They've probably, they've probably been told to keep a low profile. Hmm. Um, and they've, you know, usually that happens if there's something rare in the area hmm. that they don't want other beast hunters to come and snatch from them. Like, in your experience, there was a, uh, like, all black wolves are really rare. Mm. And they're a huge hit in the arena. So whenever an all-black wolf is spotted, there's usually more than one group of beast hunters trying to trap it alive. Right. And unfortunately, there's usually more than one um, nobleman who's trying to bag it for his own collection. Mm. So you'll have a group of people trying to kill it and a group of people trying to capture it. Right. And they don't really want the other people. They don't want their competition to know where they are or mm. what they're doing. Okay. Well, I can respect they've been told to uh, keep a close lid on it. So we're. I'm thinking someone, you know, very high up, probably, especially given uh, that. As much as I'm playing dumb, I know that these guys are here for the seder. Right. Well, I'm going to kind of let it pass and continue to make some small talk. Okay, you can make enough small talk so it doesn't seem awkward when you leave. Yeah, like I said, a couple minutes of small talk, and then I'll uh, reconvene with my compatriots. Great. Well, well, he's outside. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the ranch. So, you know, as Lucius is, you know, pulling on his ale, he says, uh, so, you know, you've discussed things with uh, Yavalinus. Is, is he going to be a, a stout companion in, in the days ahead? Uh, this is uh, as strong as he may be. This is a, a delicate business at best. It's very delicate. And we have um, taken a risk in divulging so much. I didn't get into a lot of details, but enough about the shadow war to uh to initiate him and i think we are testing him now and uh, it's worth watching how he handles this this information he seems to me more committed his uh seems to be leaning into it but i hope that he doesn't find his psyche shattered uh, by the end of this okay so what's the next step I let these two know, uh, you know, I don't have a name for the beast hunters, but I was able to find out that someone very high up in Roman society hired them to find the satyr and to keep a very low profile about it. I see. Well, so we know that there's been a concentration of um, interest from power, Mm. which is... Not surprising. 
Um, do you guys believe that we should confront uh, Costa about what we have already found, or should we let that lie for now? Mm, let's keep it close to our vests for now. I must agree. I think that uh, showing all of our cards now is uh, maybe not such a good idea. Uh, he seems maybe trustworthy, but we also know that he he's kept secrets from us. I'm not right. sure that we want to um, spread uh, any more information about what we're going to do. Right. Keep it contained. Okay. Do you, do you have a re- do you have reason to believe that we should? Uh, I just I asked the question. Uh, the the matter of uh, Sempronius concerns me somewhat. Uh, I don't know if Costa trusts the man or not. Uh, if he has overstepped in uh, bringing these hunters here, I believe he said he wanted to sell the uh, the infant. Uh, so maybe he may be looking at ways of of uh, compensating himself beyond uh, you know Costa's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that. Uh... It's it's out of the bag now as far as um, what's known and what's public. I'm not sure that we can contain that uh, unless we get very, very insistent. Very hands-on, you mean? Indeed. Uh, I fear that may not be worthwhile. Uh, if, if it is spread as widely as you believe, I think that uh, it's like pissing into the ocean. Yes. Perhaps what we should do is um, dress Gavilanus in uh, satyr costume and uh, have a ruckus at night and rouse everyone from the town, catch him, reveal that he's a hoax, and perhaps um, we can put those rumors to rest. What do you think? One... That's a great way for me to get a javelin in the belly. Yes, yes. <laughs> and two, people around town have already seen me with you guys. You are smarter than I uh, initially expected, and it's uh, <laughs> really just joking. <clears throat> no, no, not a good idea. All right, so shall we find our guide and make arrangements? I think so. Yes, I believe we've done all we can. Okay, when you go back to your your friend, the shepherdess, which I did not write down her name, so I'm hoping one of you did. Yes, well, Uh, non, 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 child, yeah, right, non. It is now late afternoon, and to get out to the pasture and the area where the shepherdess said it would be long after dark, Hmm. so you'd have to go out there and then camp. (laughs) <laughs> and and she is is does not seem very willing to do that because understandable there are there are monster monster McRapies out there and and she you know and there are wolves in the mountains at night mm-hmm. you know people people bring their flocks in in the town at night it, and not always <laughs> sometimes they will stay out overnight with their flocks with a sheepdog but you know there are wolves. Yeah, we, we know of at least one case where that went very, very badly. <laughs> yeah, right. She'll, she says that you know, if if you insist, 
you know, I, I would need to be compensated for taking that kind of risk, but I'd be more than happy to walk you out there in the morning. Yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, we, we uh, comprehend the danger sufficiently, I believe, for now. Well, I mean, be, mm. between Yavalinas and I, I'm, I'm sure that we can uh, protect our small camp from anything that may intrude. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. As long as it's of this world. Um, Non goes what? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think uh, the only reason, I mean, haste may be worthwhile only because of the speed at which things are spreading and how many people Mm. know about it. Um, But I'm not sure that outweighs the danger nor the risk of bringing this young woman into it uh, and increasing her risk. I think we should wait. Yeah. And maybe okay. we'll get lucky and the wolves will take care of some of the beast hunters. <laughs> yes. Could we be so lucky? Roll luck. Probably. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you Bill, you've got more roll? than anybody. <laughs> if anybody makes an extreme success on their luck roll. Hey, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, it's not extreme. Wait, and I got an ought to. <laughs> I wish I could. Can I do the? Can you see that? I uh, <laughs> I failed by fifty points. Oh, whenever, whenever I see the camera suddenly go low, I always get nervous. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was for dice. We're, we're just seeing dice, right, Chad? <laughs> you see the dice? Being our relationship professional. <laughs> no, I uh, can't see. Well, if we anymore. pay him to show us, it's it's still professional. Just gonna clap for your edit point there. Uh, well, we're not editing that. Form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you roll an O two. Yeah. So, but but decide, I don't know. Like, as soon as, you, as soon as you guys decide, you know what? Maybe you know. Maybe let's not go. And you're like, oh, maybe the the wolves will get some of the beast hunters. You're like, oh, we should be so lucky. And all of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> and it starts to slowly rain, and it keeps raining throughout most of the night. And if you would have been out there, you would have been like drenched and miserable. Uh, We're going to say that this is like one of the wettest Aprils that has hit Switzerland <laughs> in like a hundred years. Great. Well, you know, that, that's, when the, says, that's, when the, that's when the lambs are born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was a good, you know, and that probably affected the beast hunters. They probably had a horrible night. Um, and you are starting fresh in the morning. So you get out there, and she says these were her standard pasture lands, and you can see probably about a mile, like two miles ahead, you know, the foothills of the mountains where she claims to have sought shelter in a storm. Right. What? What? So. Um, and Nan says it, and here's where I leave you. Will you go back alone? And she says, it's not that far and it's all downhill. I can still see the village from here. Okay. And, you know, there are, like, people. There are other shepherdists, shepherds and herdsmen moving around. So she's not, like, you know, out in the wilderness by herself. Yeah. Not really. 
And it's early too. It's, it's probably yeah, it's, like it's, it's, yeah. It's pro- you guys get up at dawn. I mean, Romans don't. There's no sleeping late in ancient Rome, right? Uh, um, so Lucius would begin to cast around to field uh, and uh, use tracking to see if he can find her footsteps anywhere. See if there was you know drag like marks from like ten months ago. Oh shit! That's right. It was wild. Yeah. Damn it. With all this rain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How right. awesome is your tracking, though? <laughs> so, but he, so he, so he starts to like. Uh, how the Tildados could track her <laughs> at this point? <laughs> he starts to look well, around and kind of like roll your tracking. Back. Roll your tracking. Can I roll it too? I happen to have a sure. lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I passed. No. Uh, yeah, thirty-six out of forty. Uh, a group of six men. Um, one on horseback went this way, probably in the night. Yeah. Um, the reason you can find it, even in after all this rain, is it was six men and a horse. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And through the through muddy, you know, through muddy fields. Yeah. So, so Lucius, he you know, points it out. He goes, uh, "It looks as if the hunters were here. One of them is on horseback." Uh, you notice that a- the grass, the grass in this pasture, is almost knee high. Hmm. No one has been bringing their herds here. Yeah. Uh, All right. Not after she got snatched. Okay. So, what do you do? Well, just looking at the um, the edges of the pasture, the transition spaces between pasture and rocky terrain, looking for you know, potential caves and shelter spots. Okay. You can spend, you can spend several hours hiking around the foothills, looking for trails. So everybody make a spot hidden. Ought four. That's uh, critical. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, You find it by noon. Um, you're up in the foothills and it, it's and what's helping you find it is because you keep seeing disturbed gravel, snapped twig, uh, piles of horse poop. Um, someone has blazed the, the trail almost for you mm. until you get to an area where you see a guy with a spear and a beautiful roan stallion with saddlebags and he's got a small tent and a cooking fire. He's almost got like a little camp with this horse and he's not, you know, he's not holding the spear. He's kind of just, you know, he has the spear at his side and um, he's tending his camp. I need everybody to make a stealth roll. I was going to ask if I guess, so I guess us being able to see them then gives us the ability to make a stealth roll. Well, this is to see if he heard you coming up. Okay. I, I, okay. I got a, uh, what do you call it? A hard success. Okay. Failed right. by 22. All right. You failed. You made, you didn't know he was up here. It's kind of like you round the corner and there he is about 50 yards up the hill. He sees you. You see him. Um, he waves and looks hmm. a little confused. Well, let's approach. Now, are you in your full kit, Centurion? Oh, yeah, I would assume so. We're hunting monsters. <laughs> okay. From, from now on, you need to tell me 
when you put it on and when you take it off. And keep oh, in okay. mind, it's it's Larica Segmenta. It's it's the it's the plate armor. It's the full kit. Or do you right. have chain? Uh, I would assume you would have the scale style. So like the breastplate, the greaves, the the, uh, well, the scale arm. is the leather. I mean, is, does he have the the whole metal bands strapped? You know, it's important. I don't. I don't know that we ever established that. Uh, I have. Oh, I have leather and rings. Yeah, leather and rings. Oh, and shield. Oh, that's not too bad. Okay, so that's your kind of light, kind of scouting armor. Um, so you you could actually wear that all day long. Hmm. Okay. The heavy plate armor. You're good for about five, four or five hours, okay. and then your back's going to be screaming. And you definitely can't sleep in it. It's well weighted. It's just a lot of weight. Sure. sure, sure. Um, what you're wearing, it's not as protective, but it's a lot more comfortable. So you start up to him. I fall back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I moved up. Precious. So he's he... like a salve citizen. Salve soldier. What brings you up to up north here? He looks back at, at, at the other two guys and uh, he says there was a disappearance of a, of a girl in the, uh, in the area here. Uh, we are casting about, seeing uh, what information we could find, see if we could turn anything up. Have you seen anyone, heard anything? We've heard the same story and had the same intent. Um, no worries. It won't, whatever it was that harmed that poor girl won't be a threat for much longer. Oh, uh, did you find something? No, but they will. They always do. Do you believe it to be a, a bear or some such? We uh, we saw the uh, the wagon in, in town. I assume that you were the uh, the hunters that we heard of. He's rolling insight. As am I. I'm not going to roll because I don't trust him already anyway. So it's not right. <laughs> no. He smirks and he says, uh, if we were going to get bears, we'd go to Germania. There's something rare in these hills, and I think we both know what it is. But what's your interest in it? He says, come, we're men of action. Uh, let's not bandy about. And unless your lurking friend has a bow, why don't you tell him to come up to the camp? Yeah, approach the camp. Uh, we just wish to see that uh, the village is protected. Uh, we were paid a fair sum of coin to uh, come out and investigate, so we're just doing our due diligence. Well, then we have the same goal. Uh, once this beast is dragged out of these mountains, um, it'll no longer be a threat to the village. So, in fact, you should give us some of your fee. But he's joking. He, he laughs and he says, "I'm no offense. I'm, I'm I jest, soldier." Yeah, when he says that, his hand like starts to fall down to where his sword is until he starts. Right, he to realizes laugh. that might not have been the best joke to make, and he's like, "I I, I apologize. I mean, no offense." But no, we're we, we're of one mind, sir. Well, perhaps we could work together. Uh, I think that we already are. Just answer me one question. You guys, Certainly. handsome. You guys and this creature up here, your cage is back down in the village. How are you going to get him in the cage? How are we going to get the wagon through those muddy-ass fields? Don't, don't tell me how to do my job, Fail. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, if we could have gotten the wagon up here, job. we would have. Uh... We have nets. We'll carry it back, and then we'll put it in the cage, and then we'll cover it up. Mm, nets, yeah. 
that's going to work well. Mm -hmm. So you're welcome to wait with me. Uh, see, so he's right outside the cave. You don't see where the cave is. <clears throat> oh, he's a little bit further down the trail. He looks to the other two guys and kind of like half shrugs, you know, as to like, do you guys want to stay or do you want to go? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now is yes, it's been months since those old tracks were, but now we've got fresh tracks in wet terrain. So I'm going to look for to see if I can find where they might have headed off from from here. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Great. Great. No, I think I think we should uh, move along. You're the boss. Well, that's fine. And he actually gets up and he stands in the path. He stands in the direction that the tracks lead. He says, sure. well. Perhaps back in town we you can share a drink, celebrate our victory, our mutual victory. So he just, so Lucius would just stand in front of him. So if he gets up to stand and block the trail, then Lucius just sort of like he doesn't make a threatening motion, like he doesn't approach him, but he just also stands. <laughs> I thought you were going. Indeed, but I believe we're going that way. I believe you're not. Really? Oh, boy. I mean, how sure do you want to be about that, buddy? Because, uh, and I, like, spread out <laughs> my full... Okay, I'm, starting to I'm, I'm guessing that's an intimidate roll. <laughs> yes. I'm going to um, actually give you a bonus dice because you've got the armed centurion next to you. Okay, uh, regular success. Okay, even with the bonus. Yep. Okay, he is going to roll. He says, there may be one of me now, but when my friends get here, we'll outnumber you two to one. So he's going to roll his Intimidate, and he rolls a 70. He fails. <laughs> but they don't know we're here, and you are outnumbered three to one now. Okay, I'm going to have you roll your Persuade. Uh, 38, fail. I've chewed up bigger pieces of gristle than you. <laughs> Just going to verbally abuse him until he starts to cry. He, he like looks at you both and he says, well, I think math was never my strong point. And he says, and it's not in this case. If you insist... I, at your current odds, there's not a lot I could do. Um, I could wound you both, but uh, I don't want to kill a soldier. And if it means that much to you, I will step aside. But, you know, this quarry is ours. You, are, you, you would do well not to interfere in our business. Why don't you sit down and double check your math? Burn. He says, all right, Gargoyle, the road is yours. <laughs> so Lucius doesn't move. He waits for you guys to pass, and he will, you know, stand in front of the guy to block him from you two. Yep. Uh, and okay. he has he has his hand, he has his ha palm on the butt of his sword at this point. Uh, right. This guy's not stupid enough to, I mean, if it had been a group of academics 
but you guys have a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of teeth in this trio. So there yeah. is. He, he's so, not really in the mood to make a point of this, right? So as as those two pass, I I just you know I I turn to him and I say, uh, you know, we our interest is is less in the quarry that you guys are after and more uh, information. You needn't worry about okay. us. So you get about 20 more yards up, and I need you all to roll a spot hidden. Nope. Four. Uh, 13. Yeah, I got a extreme. You do find the cave. It is, uh, it is well concealed by um, a large tree and a bush and like a half boulder. So you kind of have to kind of almost walk around the boulder and then double back, and it kind of switches back and it's very steeply down. It almost starts off like uh, maybe like a 70 degree angle. Whoa. And then it, so it's almost like you're skidding on gravel mm-hmm. um, and then it levels out. And the tracks lead all the way in and there's skid marks yep. in the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, good luck carrying something that nets up that. It's it's still large. Enough. It's, a, it's wide. It's just very mm-hmm. steep. Mm-hmm. Like you can easily see a flock nimbly coming down here to get out of the rain. Um, no sooner are you all in the cave than you hear the sound of a hunting horn call three times. Hey everybody, before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.